What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Next Great Thing. I'm your host, Andrew Greenstein, CEO at SF AppWorks. Okay, take a look around you. What do you see? Probably a lot of stuff, right? Have you ever stopped to think about how exactly all that stuff got there? Who was responsible for moving it from point A to point B? Odds are really high that at some point in its life cycle, most of the stuff you see was shipped on a truck, rolling across hundreds, if not thousands of miles of American roads and highways. Every year, trucks deliver more than 70% of all the freight transported in the U.S. Billions of tons of food, clothing, cars, electronics, building materials. Pretty much everything and anything you need has been shipped on a truck and driven around by a truck driver. Trucking is an $800 billion backbone industry in the U.S. 80% of every dollar spent moving freight is spent on trucking. That's why any kind of disruption to the trucking industry, even just a minor improvement in efficiency to this massive network, could be the next great thing. Not only does it help people who buy all this stuff, but it helps the truck drivers who transport it, the companies that ship it, and the environment too. But the traditional trucking system has been run by tedious manual processes and an inefficient network of brokers, shippers, and carriers. And 35% of all trucking miles driven are what are called empty miles. That's trucks that travel from one place to another without a load. All of those empty miles add up to a ton of waste. 87 million metric tons of carbon emissions a year, to be exact. So there's a lot of room for improvement here. And where there's room for improvement, there's room for technology. That's why I'm really looking forward to talking to my guest today. Dorothy Lee is the Chief Technology Officer at Convoy, and she's working on the next great thing in trucking, building the nation's leading digital freight network. Before Convoy, Dorothy spent 23 years at the logistics giant Amazon, where she led teams innovating everything from the initial launch of Amazon Prime to Kindle to AWS Cloud. She's also a leading voice in advancing women in tech. I'll let Dorothy get into the details about what her company does, but the quick version is that Convoy acts like a digital broker. The platform uses machine learning and real-time data to automate the process of matching a trucker to a shipper. That creates more efficiency across the network, more money for shippers and truckers, and fewer empty miles on the road. Dorothy, I can't wait to talk trucking with you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So Convoy calls itself the nation's leading digital freight network. Before we get deeper into Convoy and your role as CTO, the work you're doing, let's level set for the audience. What exactly is a digital freight network? Think about it as a marketplace. Instead of a marketplace full of you know, goods you buy on Amazon, it's a marketplace full of freight or shipments that a customer like Home Depot or Procter & Gamble want to have shipped. And often they have shipments that cannot be fulfilled by their internal private fleet. So what this marketplace does is it allows all of the small to large trucking companies to be able to bid on these shipments. So in other words, it also democratizes the access to all this quality freight for the for the little guys. It doesn't matter if you are just a small company that has two trucks in Arkansas or you're a big one, you all have access to this freight. So how is it different from a traditional freight network? A digital freight network differs from the traditional way of doing things, I think, in three important ways. The first is it allows the shipper, when I say a shipper, really a company like Home Depot, to have elastic capacity. And what that really means is almost like what cloud computing did to compute capacity. What digital network or what Convoy does is allows a shipper to have that elastic capacity for freight. 
right, you can scale up and down. You don't need to build all your own servers. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. And that's particularly important when you think about in today's world, just coming off of the pandemic, how dealing with that fluctuation in demand makes your business much more resilient. And then a second thing is efficiency, right? Through automation, a digital marketplace, a digital freight network like ours doesn't just stop when we match the freight. We also execute that freight, meaning we'll also be responsible for that shipment to go from A to B. And within that process, we automate every single process that can improve efficiency. So for example, we can actually observe a lot of waste and being able to batch shipments, meaning if you have a shipment that goes from north to south, we will automatically reload you with another shipment from south to north so that we reduce the amount of empty miles that are being driven. And then the third thing that I think that's really important is visibility. Data and visibility really is at the heart of a digital network. Every single one of our truck drivers has an app, much like an Uber driver. And so when they're driving, we're tracking where the location is. And so we understand at every minute where that truck is, and we collect thousands of data points. So that gives you a lot of transparency. So would you consider yourself a logistics company or a data company, a networking company? What's your sort of superpower? We consider ourselves both a technology company that are trying to use technology to make this huge, vast industry more efficient, but also a logistics company because we don't just stop at offering technology. We actually are hauling those shipments. So we have skin in the game. Think of us as a virtual carrier. We just happen to use technology to make hauling the shipments and matching the shipment much more efficient. Digital freight networks benefit from the network effect, just like social networks. The more people who join, the greater the benefits for everyone. Social networks also deal with the ghost town problem, which is to say that nobody's there at the start, so the value isn't realized. How do you or did you solve the ghost town problem? Well, I think that's a good question. I think there's one important difference between social network, which is there's tons of freight that need to be hauled. It's an $800 billion industry. The demand isn't necessarily the issue. We don't necessarily have this ghost down problem. I think the biggest problem existing freight is how do you match that capacity? Right. Rather than creating a new playground for people to come and connect and explore, you actually were just tapping into this existing network that needed a lot of improvements and efficiency. Absolutely. And this network is very fragmented. And so efficiency, it really is the key. So... What's the life of a trucker like? <laughs> the life of a trucker, when you think about it, it spends a lot of time waiting, waiting for appointments, waiting at the dock, waiting to unload. And so they spend almost 30% of their time waiting. But one of the biggest problems in trucking that people don't really think about is there are a lot of empty miles, meaning that you have a route from you know, Seattle to San Diego, that might be a shipment from one shipper, but you need to go home. When you go home, how do you batch loads that allows you to also carry shipments on your way home? And so that often requires combination of route planning. And that's where machine learning really comes into play. 
A lot of traditional brokers don't really do that because just the combination of route and it probably also requires you to stitch together different network from different shippers. And therefore, it results in more than 30% of the miles being driven on the highway is empty. And that's also one of the big problems we solve. Let's get into that a little bit. I believe this is called the traveling salesman problem, right? One of the classics in computer and data science about how to find the most efficient route for data to travel between two points. And you're talking about how to find the most efficient route for truckers to drive. How do you use AI to solve this? What is the problem like for you? My machine learning scientist was telling me that the combination routes sometimes can be 10 to the 65. It's like more than the number of atoms combined. That's what machines do really well. We use machine learning to do that route optimization. Another way we do is we have these trailers that Convoy owns, and we give truckers the ability to rent our trailers. But sometimes they also want to be able to take that trailer back to a more flexible location. If they take trailer from you know point A to point B, but their home is point C, they might want to just return it somewhere near their home. So we also have machine learning models where we rebalance the trailers. So at any one point, we can give maximum amount of utilization for trailers and have a universal pool of trailers without having to have you know dedicated trailers per customer. Are you using sensors in the trailers or how do you measure that? Yeah, we absolutely have sensors in the trailers. Each one of our trailers have these smart sensors that are emitting data to us. And that's also how we have very precise location tracking, also know whether the trailer is loaded or not loaded. What if I'm a shipper? How am I using it as a shipper and how does it benefit me? At any one point, our shippers can go into the Convoy website and look at the shipments that are being hauled by Convoy carriers and see precisely where that shipment is. We give shippers the visibility into every part of the shipment lifecycle. It starts from the ability to use APIs as opposed to phone calls to communicate with shippers. And once that shipment is in our process, it's also automated such that shippers can inspect where it is. The one caveat I just want to say is shipping is messy. There are times where things break down, so it's still very necessary to have human in the loop. And for us, the key to achieve automation isn't necessarily to achieve that 100% automation. It's really how do you incorporate human in the loop such that humans can solve the complex issues, whereas machines can take care of more of the low level and the heavy lifting. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, we talk about AI all the time and I think a lot of people think about it replacing humans. I, I always like to think about it like augmented intelligence. How can AI and other forms of automation and machine learning improve human ability so that we can actually achieve so much more than we could without these tools? Absolutely. Let's talk a little more about data. I wanted to ask how exactly you're collecting it and what you're doing with it and how you're feeding it back into your system. So from the moment the shipment gets into our system to the moment the trucker gets paid, we are starting to collect data. And so there's over a thousand data points collected for each shipment. Big customers like Procter & Gamble or Target are always looking to make their own facilities more efficient. And they run thousands of facilities everywhere in the nation. And sometimes they don't know why a certain facility performs worse than another. And our truckers are actually constantly giving us reviews of the facilities, and we collect the feedback from our truckers. 
one of the things we expose to our customers is reviews. It's like when you go to Yelp restaurant reviews, truckers are giving reviews to facilities. They can actually look at every single feedback, look at the reviews. And sometimes it could be as simple as, hey, there's no bathroom in this facility. And adding that could make life easier. Yeah. So I think that the United States is short about 80,000 truck drivers, if, if I read that right. And trucking capacity is going to continue to be constrained. Are you thinking about driverless or autonomous vehicles at all? Yes, we are. I think it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. There will be some form of autonomous trucking because of the amount of highway driving that is happening there. It allows the human driver to potentially team up when you think about it with the robotic driver and the autonomous driving part, the the computers can drive on highways that are less complicated, and then the humans can drive on more complicated road conditions. So I think of it as multiple phases, just like how we are thinking about the different phases, different levels of autonomous driving for cars. The first phase is more like a co-pilot, much like how airplanes are done today. Yeah, and you can imagine the long stretches on the road, which are probably the least favorable for the drivers, they can be gobbled up by the autonomous driving. And maybe the truck drivers could be a little closer to home and manage the intracity driving. Absolutely. Driving in and out of the same city and being able to go home at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And then you speak to that. And a lot of our truck drivers, in fact, the guy that I drove with and I drive along with him, he has you know, small children. And so very much wants to do a day trip where you start your day in the early in the morning and you're home for dinner. So I think this really allows the truck driving professions to be more sustainable. Okay. So we've talked a lot about the trucking industry in Convoy, but let's talk a little bit about you. You worked at Amazon for over 20 years. What did you learn at Amazon that you're applying to your work that you're doing today as CTO at Convoy? You definitely have to start with the customer, right? Being customer focused is key to doing really hard things. And definitely when you're talking about transforming an industry, you have to start with that customer and obsess over the customer and even obsess over the details. And that's how you get big things done. I think the other thing that I learned from Amazon is that long-term thinking mentality. Think about what we can do differently that can actually change the equation. You also have to deep dive. As a leader, it's easy to get disconnected from the details, but I think no matter where you are in your career, if you are connected to details, but also have a large picture, it allows you to be a better leader. You grew up in China and came to the U.S. at an early age, right? Yes, I did. What was that experience like, and what are some of the cultural differences that you've had to adapt for as you take on a leadership role? I grew up professionally here in the U.S., so I hadn't actually worked in China. I grew up uh, in China as a, as a child. A lot of the things that I've learned, I would say I apply, really is about having that multicultural perspective, knowing at least two cultures and speaking two languages. Give me the perspective of you can solve things in different ways and that maybe give me the empathy of trying to put yourself into the position of someone who didn't come from your culture. And I think in today's world where it's ever-changing and we want to be inclusive, that's an experience that has served me well and I hope will serve others well. You do have a unique perspective also as a female leader in tech. And I'm just curious if you're using that platform to foster diversity and inclusivity at, at Convoy. 
this is a mission, probably a lifelong mission for me to foster the diversity and inclusion. And I, when I think about female diversity and I think about inclusion first, meaning a lot of things that I try to do at Amazon and also as well as Convoy is really to be able to build from a leadership perspective an inclusive environment. And so it starts with making sure that our female employees are at the table and they're invited to speak to building out female leadership. This is a big and long topic and there's no silver bullet. For me, it really starts with that inclusive culture that a leader has to set. I love that. I want to talk about the future. What is the next step in digital transformation in the freight industry? What's getting you really excited about the future? Well, I can talk to you all day long about machine learning and data and all of that. But as someone who has witnessed how AWS transformed the IT industry, I really think there's some parallel to that. I think in the future, you don't have to have your own fleet, much like you don't have to have your own data centers these days. Shippers and these procurement folks, they are so hardworking and they deal with huge spreadsheets when it's in RFP season. I hope just like the IT professionals that are now you know, getting the benefits of cloud computing, shippers can get the benefits of a digital network, of that elastic capacity, so that they really don't have to deal with the constraint of you have to either pay for flexibility or no flexibility, but you have high service quality. And so what I hope for the future of trucking is that you get the benefits of flexibility and high service quality, much like cloud computing did to IT. All right. And uh, lastly, this is a question we always love to ask. No matter what industry you're in, no matter what you're doing, let's talk about the world and the improvements we can make here. Tell us, why is Convoy the next great thing? The trucking industry is massive. It's an $800 billion industry. The prescription drug industry is about $500 billion and is even larger than that. And in this massive industry today, it is still hugely inefficient. Convoy is uniquely positioned to be a virtual carrier that gives you that elastic capacity, gives you the flexibility of a broker with the quality of a big trucking company that have fixed asset fleet. With that unique position, I think we can really deliver that premise of elastic capacity, much like what AWS did with Compute. Dorothy, it's been awesome talking trucking with you today. Thanks so much for being on the show and best of luck to you and Convoy as you keep disrupting this industry. We'll be paying attention. Thank you for having me. The Next Great Thing is hosted by Andrew Greenstein, CEO of SF AppWorks, a technical agency that helps organizations and entrepreneurs design, develop, launch, and maintain web apps, mobile apps, and platform integrations. The podcast is produced by Kristen Sills, with marketing by Leah Roos. For more episodes, search for The Next Great Thing wherever you listen to podcasts, or check us out at sfappworks.com.